Hello, hello. Welcome to the We Shape podcast. Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm here with uh, Nina and Tyler. Hi. You guys get us again for a second week in a row. We don't have a guest today. Um, I like these podcasts, though. It gives us a chance to kind of be a little bit more us and, and, and just kind of flow Sometimes a little bit. Sometimes that makes me concerned. But People yeah. are like, yeah. unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No, we had a guest. They had to reschedule. It's, it's actually, I agree. I think that um, getting a chance to kind of just take a break and connect with each other and, and it's good to flow it's good to yeah. flow with the universe and what it's like offering up you're like let's not fight it I have a very difficult time with that <laughs> you don't say yeah. <laughs> but I have been working on that just like letting surrender it's been a funny week with that kind of stuff um but this week uh is the third week of the challenge Tyler I think it's the the last the week last of the week the you fourth the week last okay. week of the challenge so um and so we have a lot of challenge participants who maybe are listening our topic this week is beliefs. Yeah. So, and one of the pillars of We one. Shape when people come in, I think I mentioned this last time, but the woman who was in my uh, We Share call, she was like, oh my gosh, I thought I was just getting a workout program. I didn't know I was getting all this other stuff. Uh, and so I like to, to remind people that this We Shape is not just about giving you a customized workout, follow along workout program. It's also about, um, you know, setting a, a meaningful intention for why you're working out. It's about connecting with community, and it's also about evaluating our belief systems because yeah. I think a lot of people, myself included a few years ago, had a, have a lot of unawareness around how toxic the health and fitness industry can be, yeah. right? Um, and so We Shape is trying to do it a different way, uh, a way that serves people for the better emotionally. Yeah. And so one of the things we have to do when we're evaluating that system, right, uh, the health and fitness is a the health and fitness industry is part of a system culturally is we have to talk about beliefs because beliefs in my opinion are the most powerful thing that you have yeah they shape your entire world they shape every decision that you make and every action that you take mm -hmm. and so um i even brought books today you guys <laughs> i was prepared it, it's it's so important because People don't even realize, like, like again, I think people think that we're free and we're just in our world making conscious decisions and we think we're free. And if you really stop and look at your days and your weeks and your months, most of the time is spent in patterns that are conditioned into you from when you were very little. And usually it's, it's, it's influenced by the most positive experiences and the most negative experiences. And then we just are acting out those patterns. And we're like, we're free, we're doing whatever we want, but really we're just acting in this conditioning and it's all rooted in these beliefs that we have that we may not even know we have. That's the other thing. We I don't mean, even I know think we have beliefs sometimes. being a victim of your belief systems is probably the worst form of suffering. I was going to say that you're, like, you and I have a tagline, which we say to each other frequently, but I'm supposed to. Yeah. But I'm supposed to. <laughs> I'm supposed to. to. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's so I sad. mean, it's part of the reason I went in, when I was doing my college degree into child and adolescent development, um, I didn't have the same perspective that I do now, but at the time I had realized if we're going to have real shift in the world, it has to start with children because most of what we're doing as adults is trying to unwind all the stuff that we were fed as children. And so I thought, oh, if I go into this field, I'll be able to have less to unwind. Mm. And what I've realized now is that is a that is a noble cause, and I'm, I have no regrets that I did that. And I think that people who work in early childhood education are some of the superheroes of our of our world. Um, and I realize there's not really there. There's always going to be stuff we're going to have to unwind as adults, 
And so realizing that we're just adults functioning from information and patterns and uh, when we were children and unwinding what that what that means and looking at those things is kind of everyone's responsibility as an adult it's keeping your side of the street clean right like we all want to go do noble things and change others but the hardest work is to look at yourself in the mirror and examine those beliefs and recognize that you know like you know we our kids like we talk about these kids all the time and like a lot of who they are is shaped by who we are and so instead of telling them you need to change this and you need to change that you go look in your mirror in the mirror and you say what do i need to change in me so that i can heal this in me so that i can teach them how to heal this in them and woo that is hard work. I think with beliefs, it's so challenging as well because it's inside your head. Like it's the narrative that you hear constantly. And nobody can so see much it but of you. Us, yeah, so <laughs> many of us are like, well, I thought it and therefore it's probably true and I can trust my, you know, whatever. So it's a long journey to kind of have, I like, I just like to say I have curiosity around my thoughts. Like I try to give each thought a moment and go like, is that true? Is that actually really actually true? <laughs> that is the perfect segue into That's my first one. book. Oh, oh I, okay. just, I just set you I up by you accident. You set me up. Oh, I teed uh, that up. So, um, again, I, I really, truly believe that as adults, no adult gets out of this work. You could choose not to do it, but there's no adult who doesn't need to do the work of what patterns were instilled in me, where do I need healing, where do I need to, to, to reevaluate things in my own mind and my own belief systems. And we, we may be going too spiritual, too, but like if you don't do the work... You just pass it on. I was gonna say denial feels good until it doesn't. You yeah. know, like you just one day pass it, it on to someone else in your back up in your you know circle that's gonna have to deal with that. So, so anyway. my first book that I really can't speak highly enough about is um, a book called Loving What Is. It's by Byron Katie. We've actually met Byron Katie. We had the privilege of doing a little workshop with her, and um, she's amazing. She is all about inquiry, right? So. She basically just takes you through a process of, of basically, the only way I can describe it is that everything we believe is true is just not true. Like there's always a way to see it a different way. And so if you believe something that is serving you, that is working well in your life, have that belief. But if you're suffering as a result of a belief system, there is a million other perspectives that can be offered to you. And she basically has many books that talk about how that offering can be enabled in your mind. So one of my absolute favorite books. I don't know if you want to say anything about her. I've read all her books. Yeah, she I mean, has, it's, she so, has a it's so of powerful. I mean, what she highlights is your life is not your circumstances. Your life is your perception of those circumstances. And you don't have control over your circumstances necessarily, but you do have control over your perception. But we abdicate that responsibility based on the belief infrastructure that we inherit as children. Right. We say, oh, well, you know, woe is me because of X, Y and Z. And we don't go, wait a second. That doesn't have to be that way. I can make a different choice. Right. And I think what I love about Byron Katie's work so much is that she gives people a really simple model to use to start questioning those beliefs and taking ownership over the outcome of those beliefs. And it's very repetitious. I love things that are based in like neuroscience. Like if you take a belief of yours that's torturing you and you run it through her four questions and you turn it around, she has this thing at the end where you have to turn the belief around to take ownership over it. If you do that a thousand times, you will then look at that problem and immediately go to the new solution that's reframing it from a positive perspective. And to me, if you can learn how to change your perspective on
on things. Then your whole world changes without your world having to change, right? Well, I, I want to I wanna pick apart one word you said, if that's okay. Sure. It, it's not necessarily that we're trying to go through life with a it's just it's just positive. Everything's right. positive. Yeah. She sure. talks a lot more about like the reality and the acceptance of that reality. Yeah. And in your desire to change that reality is what actually causes the suffering rather than your her, her book is called Loving What Is. Loving What right? Is. Yeah. And sometimes what is is not a romanticized happy thing that we want. And there's a way that you can look at a hard situation and, and have a perception that helps you understand how it's for you and not happening to you, which is very different than like, I'm just gonna make it positive and try to believe that. Yeah. yeah. It's more, it, her process is more of a surrendering to what is and an acceptance of what is and, and dropping that control and dropping the expectation. Yeah. She makes but, a comment sorry. as well about um, suffering. And, and I don't know that I've read her books, but in the workshop we did with her where she kind of discusses that we are living, when we live in suffering, we're living in either like suffering that's imagined from the, like remembered from the past yeah. Or, or imagine in the, the future, future. Oh. and that like go- it hit me like a ton of bricks I was like oh my gosh because in this moment right now you know there's things in my life that aren't perfect of course I can sit and think about them and get in that place of suffering or fear for me I'm kind of an anxious person like I run future fear versus like past fear and it's so intense and if I sit and check in with this moment right now like I'm actually really okay yeah but that's, if I think about beautiful. next week tomorrow and the years after that I'm like oh I don't know guys this is pretty scary um, and I think that's such a powerful thing to be able to do because yeah. we don't sit in that. We always are kind of rushing around thinking about what's next. Yeah. I think so many of us fight what is. And like, yeah. I, dude, I am like the, the king. <laughs> I am the winner of fighting what is. What? And like, it's so weird because sometimes that can get you what you want, but it's usually at some sort of expense, either like loss of connection or, um, you know, maybe you, you did something to somebody that you didn't feel like as good about at the end of the day and you know you've, you've got what you wanted you know yeah. but really at the end of the day you're not any happier because of it and you start to realize wow like uh there there needs to be more flow through things that don't necessarily go my way and i, I would piggyback that on to like the acceptance that um you know everybody wants their life to be like peachy you see what's on social media it's like everything's just amazing right and i feel like our ability to feel the greatest joys comes from our willingness to um, experience the greatest struggles, you know? And the more we can, um, the more we can get comfortable in that pain and, and we can accept those things, the more we can just feel really happy in those other moments too. And it's like the middle, we all get stuck in the middle yeah. where we're like too afraid to love all the way because of the fear of losing it, you know? Instead of just going all the way in and accepting that that comes with a consequence at some point. You know, yeah. yeah, I don't know. No, her work is really powerful. I, I think about her multiple times a week and some of the questions of inquiry that she poses. And I'll give an example of when I use this even very recently. So we were flying back on a plane. And for people who don't know me, I have a phobia of vomiting. Like an actual phobia. Yeah. It's, not a fear. It, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. And um, I really have realized that even though I cognitively have a desire to shift this, that there's something in my nervous system that just wants to react to that. I have suspicion that it was because when I was little, my, my brother was very ill for the first three years of his life. Like the ambulance was called every single week. He was hospitalized 14 times before he was three. And I was sort of in the midst of that chaos, right? Like there's, no, there's not too much shielding that you can do when you have a sibling who's that ill. So he would throw up all the time. That was like he, he had a lot of breathing difficulties, so he would cough a lot till he would vomit. So 
I have suspicion that that's where it comes from. But regardless, my nervous system is trained to react in a very fearful way. That this way. is an emergency. Absolutely. Even though my higher level of thinking, executive thinking knows, it's like it doesn't have control of my body. And I think that that's where we can practice the mind-body connection because that's why that's why like talking yourself out of anxiety doesn't really work mm. because it's your body having a reaction, not your mind. Mm -hmm. And so, but your mind and body can connect deeper and, and there is a point where you can create that connection that can hopefully help in that rewiring. And if you haven't listened to our episode with Dr. Pay Cap Capers, please do that because it talks all about the nervous system. But, so we're on our way back um, from a trip. We had a five hour flight. Our older daughter has asthma. She had a cold. Now I'm like, we're going to get in the air and it's probably going to be, her breathing's probably going to get worse. But I didn't think it was going to get that bad. So I didn't bring her breathing machine with me. So we're on the plane. We make it three hours in. The last two hours, she starts to have like bronchial spasms. And I'm like, here we go. Yeah, and hacking up a lot. When she gets this, I mean, multiple uh, flight attendants were around us. <laughs> like it was a scene. And it, that in itself is enough for me to be like, ah. And the way that what happens when she does that is she basically almost vomits every time. So she's sitting behind me making the vomiting noise in a puke bag for two hours. There was multiple times where I had to get up and just stand in the bathroom because I was like, I, I'm not going to make it. Luckily, I had Wi-Fi and I was texting you the entire time. <laughs> I was getting a live play-by-play. -play. Yeah. So then um, what I told myself in that moment is like, at first I did what I normally do. I can't believe this is happening to me. I just want to break from this. Like, why Why is this always happening to me? And then I said, okay, and that's the pattern. That's, yeah, that's the, the pattern. pattern. I want to be super clear. When you're examining beliefs and you're in the suffering, that's the pattern. When you notice yourself doing the same thing over and over again, that continues to cause you suffering. So I watched my body have the anxiety reaction. I watched all the things my body did. I watched my mind sort of agree with my body and say all the reasons it should be doing that. And then after about an hour, I said, Katie, you have a ton of tools. What are you going to do with those tools? And I started to do a little inquiry. And I said, is this the worst possible thing that can be happening? Is this the, like, and then I said, actually, this is a chance for me to learn how to rewire my nervous system. So if I'm at a level 10 reaction, can I get it to 9.9? .9? And the only way I'm probably going to get it down to maybe a 2 is if I continuously have these experiences that I would consider suffering and then train my mind and body to do it a different way. Mm. So I said, you're going to take this opportunity. So I just kind of said, sit in it and let it be what it is and know that you can try it a different way. So we get off the plane. I'm like, okay, I survived. We made it. <laughs> I did it for two hours. I did my mindful stuff for two hours. We get in the car. We're driving over a very windy road. She gets car sick. She pukes multiple times everywhere while I'm in the driver's seat. <laughs> I roll down the windows instantly. And I just kept going, you're safe, we're safe, I'm safe, you're safe. Like, I just kept doing it. So I get home and I, I think I called you the next day or whatever. You were like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. And, like, my two close, like, I called my other friend Amy and they, both of you were so sweet. You're like, I can't believe that happened. Are you okay? What do you need? Because everyone just knows that that's my thing. And you know what? I, I remember saying to one of you, I'm actually okay. And I actually can have gratitude for that experience now because I was able to be in the pattern but then step back from the pattern and say, if you actually want change, you're going to have to acknowledge what's happening and have gratitude for this experience. So that's what I'm trying to say is that not using Byron Katie's work isn't necessarily going to make everything positive, 
but her work actually allowed me to inquire about my experience yeah. and have further questioning. And just that simple acknowledgement of inquiry allowed me to go for, I will say, a 10 to now a 9.9, which, hey, that's huge I'm progress. on my way. <laughs> but, but you said something really powerful there. You, you said you were feeling suffering. You were feeling pain because of the beliefs that you have and the way that your body reacts to those circumstances that those beliefs are built around. And when we suffer because of our suffering, we continue to suffer, right? But when we grow because of our suffering, by finding gratitude for the experience that's helping us grow, we're no longer suffering. We're in a, we're in a state of gratitude rather than woe is me, rather than feeling like we're not, um, you know, we're not getting the needs met that we, we think and, we should. And again, we talked about this last episode about black and white thinking, right? It wasn't all gratitude. Yeah. Right. It was a lot of panic. And it's yeah. not an overnight process yeah. either. Oh, it, God, no. And like, you're allowed to experience suffering and pain. Yeah, like it, it wasn't like all gratitude. It was a lot of distress. But there was a there was a window into inquiry yeah. that yeah. allowed me to have not like just your the toe suffering. went through the door. Yeah, it did. So I think what I'm hearing you say, and I think this is super valuable for listeners, and I, I think it's great, is uh, when you notice yourself experiencing those negative emotions, the suffering, the, the, the victimhood, whatever. Or just the pattern. Anything, it can be anything right? Yeah. That's the moment you wanna say, ooh, something's here, right? Something's here that I probably need to look into. Like, what is it about my expectation of this moment that's rooted in the beliefs? Where do those beliefs come from? What can I do to start unwinding those? And I, I, I want to be super clear when I say start, because like, like <laughs> you said, you were 90, you were 100% stressed, and now you were 99% stressed. Yeah. And like, people need to take those as wins. Those we need to take win. those wins a little bit. And the next time, you, you'll be able to go to 98. Let's not talk and, about next know. time right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're not ready for that today. But, <laughs> ooh, 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 get the bag. <laughs> but my point is, and I have so social proof of this that we can all understand and here's the social proof something can happen to you and something can happen to me yeah and I can be like not okay with it but I can have a very different outcome and different level of suffering than you or vice versa so that in itself lies the proof that anything that's happening to us is all about our perception about what that means for us yeah so it, it's not destined that you know, this happens to you and so it equals this and so that happens to me and it also equals that. It can mean something very different. Yeah. So what I like to think about is like how empowering is that? That basically our minds have the ability to have a huge shift in perception that then serves us. Yeah. It just takes time. It I've been time. I literally learned about her like five years ago. Or longer. And I am still kind of like, okay, I, I think I'm cracking the surface yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um Anyway, I love her. You work. brought up something about um, when you were just saying uh, you used the word expectation, yeah. and expectation, like you know, we're talking about negative things right now. Like yeah. I'm experiencing suffering, I'm experiencing pain, but expectation actually can be like such a like a, um, a setup, it's you such know, a and setup. like you know, I, I'm in a relationship. Uh, you guys are in a relationship. You know, like we're all in relationships with friends, with coworkers, with partners, whatever. And like expectation can be also a pattern. Yeah, I grew up a certain type of way. I have these expectations. Blah blah blah. They aren't met. And I'm totally pissed at the people around me or I'm experiencing pain and suffering around my expectations not being met. Yeah. And like there's a part of me where like I'm like, that's that person's fault for not meeting my expectation. I was clear. I communicated, et cetera. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait a second. I actually am in charge of these expectations. <laughs> like I own those. I set those rules. Um, and how can I set up my life in such a way where I'm not constantly being disappointed? That's in my control. Yeah. Um, and that's a hard one, too. But it's kind of that other side of it. Because expectations, I think, normally for me, they have sometimes a, um, 
a part of them that can be negative, but sometimes I, I have expectations that good things will happen and then yeah. they don't happen and I'm then experiencing suffering as well. Exactly. It's, yeah, I mean, it's the imagined future. You're yeah. upset about the imagined future that doesn't come to fruition. It's gonna go like this, and yeah. it doesn't. And, and here's the thing, I think sometimes we take people like Byron Katie, and we put them in a box and we say, well, I'll never be like that, that person's woke, or that person's this. But the reality is she doesn't possess anything inside of her that I don't have inside of me. Mm -hmm. And there isn't really a space other than the one that I create for that person. Well, and you know what she said that was really powerful? Because you, 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 when you meet her, you see this person who's just flowing, she's really present, she's not taking anything personally, like she's just really there. And, you know, she said, I probably did a thousand inquiries into my or I think she said 10,000 inquiries into the relationship I had with my mom right. before I felt like I could repattern that. And so that gave me this moment of like, oh, wait, like you had a, a, a moment of recognizing that you could choose whether you wanted to suffer or not. That was big, but it didn't end your suffering. It was the repetition of choosing otherwise that ended your suffering, yeah. you know? And that's a that's a hard pill to swallow that, like, you might have to look at the circumstance and just fall flat on your face 10,000 times, but each time a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less, until it becomes that pattern where you start making different decisions because you've reworked the wiring of your brain, which means you've reworked your belief systems around whatever and experience that is providing that And that all feels super suffering. overwhelming and you're like, oh my God, I could never do that. It's just the curiosity. It's just the noticing of the pattern. It's just the it's awareness. That's the place to start. It's not, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to take on my suffering and find gratitude in well, it. Well, that like, is a belief in itself, well, right? Yeah. But what I mean though <clears throat> is like for someone who maybe doesn't have this practice in their life, yeah. who's never tried to examine these things, like the real first step is just awareness. It's just going, whoa, I had a thought right there that was maybe causing me some pain. Yeah. Is there something more to see here? Not going, I have to eventually have 10,000 inquiries and then you know have this relationship with my mother change. Like That can feel really overwhelming. You need to make this really bite-sized. And I thought about this this morning when I got annoyed with you because I said you could go have time and I'll take care of the kids. And then I was like, oh, I shouldn't have, I should have said no to that because I was too rushed and they were fighting or whatever. And I wanted to be mad at you. And then I, I I couldn't tell. <laughs> I tried so hard. And then I was like, I actually am mad at myself. And how many times do we blame the other person or say I, I'm mad at that person, but really we're just mad at ourselves. Mm. And we can't even go there can't because sit in it. nope. We yeah. can't. And I was like, yeah. I, you're just mad at yourself. Just own it. And then I was like, I'm mad at myself. <laughs> Moving on. But it, it, we just want to like, we have to have, oh, I'm upset and I'm having the suffering or these feelings because of this person. Someone because of this needs thing to be responsible. But the reality is like, you have, everyone has the power inside their own mind to, to, to take that self-responsibility and, and to have personal freedom from that. We're not saying it happens overnight, but we're saying that it's possible. And a great place to start is with Byron Katie's book. I'm going to go to my next book because I have to sit here. Uh, let me just days. let me just do one more. Okay. Byron Katie. We can do a whole okay. episode okay. on Byron Katie. She's so this so is awesome. just. I just want to share like my own personal experience uh, with some of this and like you know sorry dad if this triggers you at all but we can go to therapy over it if you want. Um, <laughs> you know like I, I I didn't have the you know my childhood was a little bit volatile at times and. Um, as I grew older and stuff, I, I had a lot of resentments, you know, towards some of the things that my parents did. I think everybody has that, whether you're willing to go there and acknowledge it or not. And I did a lot of work around this. And I had this experience where I, I saw things in a completely different way. And it wasn't like, oh, you, you know, this or you that or you this or you that. It was like, oh, you ignored your health. You ignored what made you happy. You ignored the things in your life that would bring you joy and it created suffering in your life and that suffering put suffering on me, but I got to watch that. And because I got to watch how much that made you suffer, I got to choose differently. 
And I would have never chosen differently had you just been neutral in the middle. I would have just been there. And so like in a lot of ways, the gift that I was given through his suffering was the ability to choose my own path that was more rooted in who I want to be and what I want to do and not around what I feel like others expect me to do because I watched how much pain it cost him, right? Mm -hmm. And so now when I, when I look at him, I don't see somebody who um, took their, their anger out on me. I look at them and say, thank you. Thank you for being who you are because it made me who I am today. And if you can find gratitude for the pain that someone else has thrown at you, then that's a place of true self-love, right? Because I'm looking at him going, I love who I am right now. And so I, I not only forgive everything, I'm grateful for that pain you gave me because it made me who I am, right? And I love that person. Wow. And like, if you can reframe the negative circumstances in your life to go from anger and resentment to gratitude because it shaped who you are and you like yourself so much that you're actually genuinely grateful for it, everything changes. But I want to share... Um, I was talking with someone last night and I was saying, I love you, dad. (laughs) I was saying, um, you know, sometimes I don't like when I get angry. Like I, I wish I could, I feel like I should know better and could just go straight to compassion or empathy or gratitude. And they said to me, well, oftentimes we, we categorize those emotions as bad, but the reality is there's a space for those emotions because the energy behind that emotion is often what evokes the change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think what, we, what we're saying here is that emotion is not, um, should not be labeled bad, but it's when you get stuck in that emotion. Yeah. Part of getting to the place of gratitude sometimes means you do have to go through resentment and anger. It's a process. Because those are the emotions and the feelings that drive the energy. It's only when we get stuck there and we can't get out of that that I think the suffering really happens. Yeah, I will challenge one thing there, not challenge it, but just maybe go one step lower on that, is that when we hold that place of anger and resentment, that is really just a Band-Aid for our own suffering, which is usually, I didn't feel seen, I didn't feel loved, I didn't feel cared for, right? And so ultimately, what's it really starting with is sadness. And for me, that journey of changing my pattern, the, the, the healing was going into the sadness. But think about the energy of sadness. If you could like assign like a, an image of what that looks like. I would think of someone on a couch, wrapped up in a blanket, head down. No, no, no. That I'm sounds like about, my Friday I'm night. About, <laughs> I'm talking about rageful anger turning into like yeah. deep I sobbing to like, oh, why did this happen? I, uh, you I know. hear you, but like, what I'm saying is, it can is be like, a I want people to offer themselves grace and kindness and acceptance for some of the harder totally. emotions that get labeled bad because sometimes it's those emotions that drive us. Yeah. And the trick, that not the trick, but the, the thing to be aware of and mindful of is, am I experiencing this as a, as a stepping stone to the next thing or am I experiencing this and I can't get out of it? Yeah. Right. And that's different. And I can't say what that looks like because it might look different for everybody. Um, but there is a process that we all have to go to, but go through. But I think that having that awareness, that curiosity, that mindfulness, that inquiry is the best place to start because it does allow a lot, even if the doors open a little bit, right? That's all it really takes in order for it to continue to open. Yeah. So if you, for my clarity, I want to say that like, to me, if I were to like label it, it's like you start with numbness around the things that you have that anger and that belief towards. And then you go to, if you're willing, you go to resentment. And then if you're willing, you go to anger, like real, like let that out. And then the sadness comes out. And you start to realize that underneath it all is, again, that that not feeling like somebody was really there for you in the ways that you needed. And then you find like compassion and empathy and the whole thing changes. But like you said, don't run away from those, 
lean into them. It's leaning into those that takes you through the process that you need to go through to actually physically release it. And again, go back to Peg, Peg's podcast. You'll talk about that. We've had other podcasts about, uh, you know, with Dr. Vager, you know, storing emotions inside of our body and stuff like that. I think you need to let go of it literally. If people think there's no connection between the mind and the events that happen in our life to our body, we're not the podcast for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, Unsubscribe. It's, yeah, it's just... It, we're all just carrying these things around in different ways. So I'm going to move on to my next book. Okay. Sorry I, that this is a book wanna, review. I, I, lo- wanna... I love This is actually Katie's dream episode. <laughs> yeah. She's I know, like, right? I get to do a book report? Yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> okay. My next favorite book of all time. Well, actually, there's like these, 70 there, books on not, your nightstand. It's taller than her. <laughs> Katie's like five foot two. Her book two and a half in her bed is this. It's taller than her. I'm like, this is my safe. favorite there could be an earthquake. To do is to get She's in bed at 830 and do this. Okay. So, um... I love Gary Zukav. Gary, if anybody knows Gary, we'd love to have you on the podcast. We will fly to you. Call us, uh, Gary. Yeah, call us, Gary. I, his book took me six months to read because it's it is well worn. I can see the pages yeah. have like been touched many times. It fell times. in the bath a couple. Times. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is so dense, but in the best way possible. So what I did with this book, his, his book is called Seed of the Soul. I wish I could really articulate it. I will. I told myself once I finished this book, oh, sorry, that's a book you're going to have to read over and over and over again. So I would tell myself, read a chapter a week or read two chapters a week. Just sit and marinate in any of the concepts that he has. But one of my favorite concepts that he talks about right in the beginning, well, he has two main things, but one of the ones that I love is this idea that we think as human beings, our evolution is done, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, we have like, basically turned in the town and said, oh, we're a five sensory human being. This is the end. And that's not the end. And that's a really limited way of thinking. And there's infinite possibility and expansion with the human mind. And so he talks about that. But then his uh, literally this book is the reason why one of the pillars that we shape is intention. Because he goes in extreme depth over how Every action in your life stems from an intention, whether you know it or not. Mm -hmm. It's either a conscious intention or a subconscious intention. And when you have an action and you go, well, that wasn't my intention. Well, guess what? Whatever your action was, you had an intention to have that action. And he urges people to take responsibility of that. You ever do that? Oh, I offended. Sorry, that wasn't my intention. It's like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, well, if you really evaluate that behavior, you can actually dissect where that intention came from if you're willing to get real with yourself so seat of the soul take your time it's okay that it's dense but it is such a good book and And if you're listening and you can't quite hear us it's seat as in sitting down not seed because i was like oh seed of the soul seat (laughs) of the soul yeah and he was on you know if you have i I think i don't want to i don't know what network it's on but i'm a huge oprah winfrey fan for any if anybody knows Oprah, shout out <laughs> also Oprah. Also call us Oprah. Call us, we'll fly to you on the podcast. <laughs> and I used to watch all of her show when I was like a little girl, like five years old. My mom would watch it every day you at four the o'clock. You're cutest human being alive. <laughs> I watched every episode as like a five-year-old, right? <laughs> and um, she airs some of her, don't make fun of me. I'm just learning so much about our five-year-old through your five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa. Sometimes Katie like watches old Oprah episodes just oh, like no, no, for that's comfort, sometimes. comfort show. We binge watched Gary Zuka. <laughs> Thank you, interviews. you're setting me up. I was yeah. about to, I was about to plug she has a number of old Oprah Winfrey episodes. I forget what network it is on. Just Google it. And she had Gary on like 20 times. And he really dissects this book and different topics that are so impactful. So if you don't even want to read the book, go Google Gary Zukov Oprah. There's episodes online. They're like 
45 minutes. It's incredible. You know what I like about Gary? He has a kind face. Yeah. You, you know what I like about Gary? Here's the thing about Gary's Gary. Gary's a badass. When you look at Gary's background, he is a former Green Beret who used to like get in motorcycle, like he'd ride his motorcycle, get in bar fights and like like lots of really negative stuff in his past. And he turned around. And when you hear him talk and you see his face and his energy, you're like, whoa, this guy, you just think of him as like some meditation, peaceful guy. <laughs> oh, no, he. But like, you're like, whoa, you were like, you were, like life. Yeah, you were like a. Well, I'll also say Byron Katie had a, a really, yeah, harsh past yes. too. Yeah, and sure. and it, it's like I don't know if you get you to don't that level unless you... I think it's like anyone that I have like really become fond of in their in their mindset work usually has a very heavy intense past that has allowed sort of this equal heavy amazing Dude, experience. It is the pendulum. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. The more willing we are to go into that pain and that suffering and explore those sides of ourselves, the more willing we are, are I to feel I challenge you on stuff. the pendulum because the pendulum, you know, swings from one to the other. I almost kind of imagine it as, like a you know, as humans, like we have one hand to hold joy and one hand to hold sorrow. Mm. And that the human experience is actually the fact that we can contain and feel both actually simultaneously. Yeah. And that's yeah. what makes it so difficult to be a person. Yeah. Like you just hard. have to sit and like I can feel tremendous joy and tremendous suffering. It's huge, and I think it's important to. I'll, I'll give you a tip that somebody I worked with a, a, last year a lot was really helpful to me. I was I was going through a lot of different growth and and um, struggling with some certain things, and she said, you know, one of the practices I want you to do is I want you to take all of your struggles and put it in your right hand and like really imagine that. Get to the point where you feel it strongly. Put those emotions in your right hand, and then take that and throw that struggle over your shoulder and say, "This too shall pass," and then. I want you to take all of your greatest joys and get all those emotions and put them mm. in your left hand and feel them really strongly. And then when you feel all that love and joy, throw it over your shoulder Bye. and say, this too shall pass. <laughs> that's part of the human experience. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, it's just part of the human experience. Yeah. Um, I do another podcast, actually, um, just <laughs> as a shameless plug. It's, I'm not the host of it. I just, I'm, I'm the person who asks questions. Um, it's called The Spirited Body. And the whole like premise of the show is centered around how that's the human experience right there and we're trying to constantly escape that yeah and that is the human experience so yeah. it's not my show but i I'm a, I'm a very lucky guest that gets to ask questions on that show and i and check it out if you open-minded listeners are like only little it's emotional. a very caveat it's a very <laughs> spiritual podcast we're but it's incredible houdinis we're like nope no thanks i don't want to feel that <laughs> okay i know we're going over on our time today no, we're so i'm, gonna, I'm gonna, we're doing good i'm, I'm, I'm good, good. We're okay set. This book is extra worn. Look at this. Oh my gosh. This thing, thing pages is, are falling a, out. Look at that. Look at the bindings. This torn. one did fall in the bag. This one's like books. a tub accident. Yeah, again. This was another tub accident. <laughs> I just went to her seminar in Atlanta. Shout out to Dr. Shafali. This book is called A Radical Awakening Turn Pain into Power, Embrace Your Truth, and Live Free. So, uh, you know what's so funny? All of these people are on Oprah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Um, so, anyway, Dr. Shafali is incredible if you're a person who identifies as female even if you're not you should be reading this but this is an incredible book this one i went through very quickly um it didn't take me a year like seed of the soul and it the whole time i was like oh yeah that's me oh yeah that's me oh my gosh i didn't realize that society did that to women oh my gosh i didn't know i was part of that narrative that the whole time it was like aha moments yeah and um you should She's on all these. I don't know if these people are on social media. I think I think they might be, but Dr. Shafali, Dr. Shafali definitely is, and she has workshops a couple times a year. I just went to one. So a radical awakening. It's all about um, 
dissecting the layers that make us who we are and giving ourselves permission to be free from those. It's a little bit of a get out of jail free card of the mind. And um, couldn't recommend that book You have more. begged me to read this. I, and I, I was I, like, I, I will, I will, I will. I keep forgetting. I'm going to comment <laughs> on this book here because I am a big Dr. Shafali fan. And um, when you started reading this book, I was like, oh, wow, cool. Like, I really love her, you know, her stuff. And it's really interesting. And, and, then, and then I, like, listened to the book on audio while you were simultaneously reading it. And I was like, oh, this is deep. Like, this is really intense. It's very directed at a lot of the architecture that she experienced that felt made her feel suppressed as a female and made her feel obligated to do all these things that maybe she later realized, what am I doing this for? And um, I would highly recommend if you're uh, a woman and you're reading this book, to encourage your partner, if he's a man, to read this book as well, and just be patient and very open-minded with each other, because um, it's certainly a journey into unraveling a lot of beliefs that I think everybody just considers are normal. And um, when you start examining those things, it can it can open up some doors that are interesting and frictiony. And on the flip side, it can open up, I think, a greater path to a much more deep, meaningful relationship and connection. But remember, wow. sometimes that friction is the, the energy behind change. Hey, this is catalyst. what I, my, my good friend Forrest always says. He said, friction's what polishes the pearl. Oh. You know? It's, so we don't get better without failure. We don't grow without facing pain, you know? My favorite spiritual quote is, let go or be dragged. <laughs> <laughs> That's from like that Seinfeld episode. Oh, my God. You lag, you, lag, you, you drag. drag. Yeah, you drag. Oh, my God. Oh, well, can okay. I just do, I'm going to do, I have like, and we're going to wrap up in a second, but I, since we're doing book recommendations. I didn't know it was going to be a book review. Like, this is my favorite I know, episode I of the podcast. A book. Yeah. I don't have a bu- the book on me, but I would just say that probably one of the most impactful and my favorite books that relates to beliefs as well and just really examining how you're showing up in the world is The Four Agreements. I knew you were going to um, say that. By Don Miguel Ruiz. It's a good one. That's still, an easy read too. Still cooking up a tattoo for that one, so I never forget <laughs> it. But um, he, uh, he, he just goes into such detail around just four agreements that we should look at. And I, I don't want to butcher it or go into too much right now. That could be an entire episode by itself, but it's a very easy read. It's very short and it's a very quick listen if you're into audiobooks. The thing I like about this book the most is, like I said last year, I was doing a lot of growth and I listened to the four agreements from start to finish over a dozen times. Oh wow. Right? Literally like every month. And every month I was like, this is a brand new book. This is a brand new book oh, has that, completely yeah, new time. meaning to me. And to me I feel like so many people take pride in quantity of what they're doing. But I, I used to do that as well. I started to say, okay, let me figure out like quality of what I'm doing. And if I read a thousand books, but I don't remember any of the concepts or don't integrate in the concepts, am I really learning anything or am I just consuming information? And when you sit on something that is so powerful, you know, any one of the books that you recommended, you know, the four agreements, there's thousands of books are, that are great. But if you really take the time to integrate them into your belief system, um, I think that's what makes a big change in the long yeah. run. Yeah, it's it's probably better to listen to the same book over and over for a year than, than to read fifty books. Yeah, yeah. And the great yeah. thing is, is, belief systems are totally not stagnant, right? Yeah. they can change. I think we get to a certain age. I mean, I'm in my thirties, and I'm like, I pretty much probably know stuff about myself and who I am and what I want, and like that's not necessarily true. Like, I'm yeah. gonna pro- hopefully live a lot longer and hopefully have a lot more new ideas and beliefs. I love it. Well, I'm so excited. If anyone wants to start a book club with me, <laughs> I will. <laughs> Maybe we should do a book club in the podcast. I just like just hijacked so this episode. Some and we're doing books book reviews, though, girl. Yeah. Like these are. I'm concerned. This is a good chance to um, a good opportunity for me to quickly share that the last time you got me a gift for my birthday. Oh. 
It was the best birthday gift I've ever received. <laughs> oh, no. Is this the bath thing? It, it's a hot tub oh, right. snack, floating oh, snack it's tray. It's a caddy, oh, yeah. yeah, for snacks. You put snacks in it, and it floats in the hot tub, you guys. Yeah. It was yeah. the it was by far the best gift. We even ever put gave. like big old kombuchas in it, and it still stayed afloat. <laughs> so it actually it's worth its muster. Okay, so All right. so in the in the interest of making sure everybody leaves this episode feeling like they're like I, I know what to do up? next. I want to ask a question real quick. Okay, Let's I want do you guys it. to each answer it. Okay, like so, what one thing would you say to someone to encourage them to question their beliefs or, or tip advice anything like just something that would leave somebody going hmm maybe I'll try that. What do you think? Why do you like? I the blacked tips out when so you much. asked that question. Yeah. I, I like I, I like I like giving people something that they feel like they can go work on right now. You know, we just talked a ton about this. So I would. I mean, I guess up? I would just say the idea that your mind can be a a jail cell, mm. or your mind could be the most liberating free thing that you've ever experienced, mm. and it's really only up to you. Yeah, I love that. I think I would say peace is possible. Um, because I think if you don't believe that, you are like, why would I bother trying to chase it? Uh, it really is possible to experience peace to some degree in your life. Um, if you think you've never felt it, you can. It takes work, but it's available to you. And then um, I'd also say to offer yourself a lot of forgiveness during processes like this, because mm. um, when you start to have awareness, the first feeling you normally have is, fuck, I did it again. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because you fall flat on your face. I have done a lot of spiritual work over the last six years of my life. um, And I have been like, damn, dude, like six years later, I'm still doing the same shit. But I'm aware of it. And I have um, the ability to use different tools, like you mentioned. And so that self forgiveness is really key. Yeah. And I'm going to just echo what you said. I think you said something beautiful earlier. You said, start with awareness and curiosity. Because, you know, we can go down our journeys and all this time we spent. It's, it's It's so hard to remember the amount of stuff you had to do to go from where you were to where you are and really like not make it seem really simple of a process but it all starts with that i'm aware of this being something that i'm stuck in and i'm curious about what belief i could change or the way i could reframe this to change my experience i think that's cool and i just want to say if anyone out there has books that you think we might enjoy email us at email us at podcast at weshape.com I would love your book recommendations. And you need more books for your I lack. <laughs> I'm a slow reader, but it doesn't matter. I, I just take my time and enjoy it. So um, You don't have to believe everything you think, and uh, <laughs> if you lag, you drag. <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, remember that right now you can sign up for WeShape's Feel Good Challenge and get access to everything WeShape has to offer for free. Just click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com slash challenge to sign up.